0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dave, and today we have a special co-host. Linda Havim is here, super developer advocate, and we are interviewing Vin Yu, who's a senior product manager tech at Amazon Web Services, all about DocumentDB and some of the reInvent launches that just occurred. Vin, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. Let's talk a little bit about your background. First question. First job in tech. It was um, I
1: was a program manager at Microsoft. Um, yeah, I just came out of college and wow. I moved out to Seattle. <laughs>
0: yeah, where did where did you grow up? If you don't
1: mind me asking, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. So shout out uh, to the Canadians.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's where it's a eh? So <laughs> wow, you didn't go bad. too far on the on the on the West Coast there, and that's super cool. So have you always worked for big tech companies in your career? Yeah, um, you know I've. Yeah, so just joined Microsoft out of
1: college, so always big. Thought about going to a smaller company, but yeah. um, AWS is kind of small in a way, you know. It, I hear uh, that collection of small yeah. companies.
0: <laughs> it, I'm just, I'm super old. I have a 30 year tech career, and I worked at uh, Amazon almost 10 years now, and Microsoft 7, uh, six, seven, something like that there too. And I hear you, like the vibe at AWS. What I tell people, what I love about AWS is you get to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So it's very like an entrepreneurial spirit, but I just have an unlimited budget and I'm not always fighting for money and funding. <laughs> and you know and so it's almost like uh, like every team I've been on, I felt like a startup that meets every week with a VC and the VC is your manager.
2: I love that you analogy. Know? Completely. Agree.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's that kind of cool vibe and it allows me to like, like create. So I hear you. That is great that you've, you've kind of worked for these big tech companies and you've, you've probably been able to launch a bunch of different uh, software in your career then. Yeah. I
1: mean, uh, it has always been in the database space. So, um, you know, I actually, when I came out of college, I was like, why do I even need a database? I could use Excel for everything. Um <laughs> I could just use Excel for everything and have so, but then you know I got to it and actually learned a lot in my first two years. Like, oh, I don't want to be storing my bank information in an in Excel spreadsheet. It's kind of not Wait, a good idea. Wait, what
0: are you saying? <laughs> I have it right here. It, it is it is password protected and encrypted. So all my all my passwords. Then
2: question for you: So how did you choose product management? Like, how how did you did you know you wanted to do that? Because you said you started out in Microsoft.
1: Yeah. Um, I actually didn't know I want to be in product. I, I went to school for computer engineering, um, during the interview, uh, one of the interviewers said, you know, have you considered like program management and product management? And I was like, no, what is that? And I'm like, do you still get a write code? They're like, yeah, if you want to, but you also get to work a lot with, you know, customers and, um, you know, d- define requirements because they were asking me like, well, tell me about your experience with the last project. And I just kept talking about the project in a way where I wasn't talking about the implementation. I was, it was about building a robot. And I was like, I just wanted my robot to win. Winning was everything. So I was very right. my competitive spirit kind of got over me and they said, you know, maybe product's a good fit. And I said, um, sure.
2: Yeah. And you get to be technical. Like, I mean, it's a, it's a nice combination because as far as Microsoft, do you feel like the role was similar when you say product manager in Microsoft versus AWS, do you feel like the role definition is similar?
1: The role definition is is similar in some ways. I think that you know I had a lot. I think that at at Amazon there's a lot of autonomy. I I got a lot more autonomy. It might it might just be that you know times have changed. Uh, and I know I know that I have, have peers that are also in Microsoft. They also have a lot of autonomy, but maybe just more maturity in the career stage. But uh, I feel like you know it is like a giant a collection of many teams and and companies here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you ever see Silicon Valley? I have. So Jared, so it's always like Jared, like personality type. Like that's what people think about with the, the program manager. And it's not here. Like what I love about here is you all are very similar to DevRel and developer advocacy is that you can see big picture and you can tell stories because you're working with customer all the time. So when I see someone with your job title that's coming on the podcast, I'm like, this is an easy one. I can just sit back. Yes, yeah. like, you know, it's it's what you said with implementation and understanding the holistic picture. And that was it for me too, is it's it's my personality. I'm always asking why, like yep. everything in life, why? Mm-hmm. And it was the same when I was writing code. I'm like, why am I writing this code? And why does this project suck? <laughs> why am I doing, why, does, why am I angry all the time at work? And then I'm like, <laughs> all right, I need to figure out a job that I can change that, you know, even though I love the tech and the tech. This is what I love doing podcasts with smart people like you all is that the tech still gives me that dopamine hit where I bounce in my seat. Like I was going through your announcements and stuff this morning and I was like, oh, this is super cool. I'm learning about, you know, JSON databases compared to relational. And like, no one can, there's like a truth to that. Like no one can take away that there's no opinion on tech, like the actual tech, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's either tech that works, everything else is opinion. And you're dealing with, you know, opinions all day. So I love that.
2: Yeah. Uh, you got to have
0: the right and the left brain all day, every day to live life to the fullest. And and your job's kind of like that. So that's awesome. Why don't we baseline tech? Because you, you had some, you know... Amazon DocumentDB team, you announced Elastic clusters at ReInvent this year. Probably all super tired, ready to go on vacation. <laughs> uh, let's just level set for the audience that you know hasn't messed with DocumentDB. Maybe even not, you know, maybe not even MongoDB. Maybe not understanding like what does it mean to have a JSON database. Can you kind of just level set all of that for a little bit?
1: Yeah. So for those uh, not familiar with DocumentDB, DocumentDB is a NoSQL SQL, uh, uh no SQL database that stores JSON-like documents, and what I mean by document is pretty much a JSON uh, object that has all the necessary, all the relevant uh, metadata with it. So, for example, a gamer profile, right? You might be name speaking my language. I know. I <laughs> <laughs> video games. Uh, let's say you might have a field. You have a bunch of field value pairs. So it might be name. Uh, you know, David, uh, username, you know, David rocks, you know,
0: so, you know, you, you probably have more interesting username, but like, uh, I can't say it because then people are going to find me online. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I used to when, so I had the coolest, the coolest job title ever. In my opinion, people probably argue with this, but it was chief evangelist gaming at Microsoft reporting into CTO <laughs> at the time. And I just went around and Like I would do a spiel about Xbox because I got to work with the Xbox team for six months. I I helped launch the Kinect and um, I gave out my (laughs) gamertag. So it was weird, you know, like you'd have people like in the beginning, I was like, okay. But then I'm like, like, how private is this? You know, it's like everybody can see, like I'm playing Skyrim for 100 hours a week. And, you know, they're going to be like, are you working? You know, and it's like, so it was all because, and I was working because Skyrim was using Connect. You could do your inventory like this, you know. So, huh. I, I I hear that. I don't. I, it is a cool name, though. I'll tell you off camera. All right, so go, <laughs> go ahead. Just a funny yeah, anecdote.
1: Yeah. So uh, where was I? Yeah, objects. So you can so you know actually um, a really good int- use case is is video game profiles. But yeah, so a document yeah. database. You know, stores a bunch of uh, document objects, and a collection of that is pretty much your database. Um, in short, now uh, what's unique about you know, document DB as a C- as a NoSQL um, database is uh, it focuses on the document model, so it stores a little bit more data than the other more than the other NoSQL type of databases, and it has a really rich querying language. So one of the things you might notice that you know there's man- Mongo compatibilities, which offers hundreds of APIs and aggregate aggregations. So you could use any of that with DocumentDB as well.
2: I love that because I remember when, you know, MongoDB was not really as compatible with AWS and this really kind of solved the problem. Yeah, and- up and- in
0: the knowledge.
2: <laughs> this was definitely back when I started, when I was starting out and I, I decided to use MongoDB for something and I, then I couldn't connect it with my, it was just like, a, I'm so, ex- I'm very excited about the compatibility of that. So question for you, and there were a lot of new launches at, at reInvent. What are some of the new features from reInvent with DocumentDB?
1: Yeah, so- we- with DocumentDB, there's that you know the ma- one major launch, which is Elastic clusters, which I think um, we'll go into it in a bit. But in this year, we also launched a bunch of other cool stuff that we yeah. kind of reiterated. I think it's really interesting is that at um, Amazon Web Services, there's you know 200 products. There's over like there's hundreds of products. Literally, it's hard, it's hard for up. everyone to keep up. So you know we kind of regurgitate by the end of the like the year recap of, hey, you know we launched. Um, You know, we launched some really cool performance uh, tooling, I think, not to play favorites, but one of my favorite features is uh, a feature called Performance Insights, which is kind of like you look at this graph and tells you when and where there's a performance problem. I'm like, it's Mm -hmm. just just so visual. So we look at code day in, day out, but it's such a visual tool that I think it's really
0: great. Like across everything? Oh, um, what do you mean by across everything? So... Is like, what am I visually seeing? Is it like down uh, to the actual object? Is it like the performance and the latency of the actual service and the reads or like uh-huh. super curious when you say visual, I am a very visual person. Like I actually have a photographic memory. So I already drew an interface in my head and I'm like, this is wrong, Dave. It's wrong. That's not the interface. <laughs> you have to ask in what it looks like. So that's uh, why I'm asking.
1: Yeah. So you actually see. So once you click on your instance, you'll see what looks like what's called a load graph, and the load pretty much tells you how many queries are running simultaneously against your server. So you have, if you only have say four cores on your instance, you could really only process about four. I mean, there's there's parallelism in there as well, but there are some limits for whether it's CPU or memory. Pretty much just spews a bunch of lines that tells you, hey, last week or or. Maybe the last, three days ago at 4 a.m. in the morning, there was a giant like spike in load against your database, and that's gonna. And then you're gonna be, well, that's weird. Maybe someone connected against this I shouldn't have. And so that was Linda load. just hacking right, again. Probably
2: me had my share of uh, of those. <laughs>
1: yeah. So that's that's like in short performance insights. Um, when and where is I'm looking the load. up yeah. where
2: is that under like a top queries section? Because I'm just looking it up right now as far as what it looks like.
0: Of course you are.
1: <laughs> uh I was yeah very there's curious
2: about the interface
1: it's about monitoring i think you, if you go to our docs and you go under the document db monitoring um mm, section okay. you'll see a section called performance monitoring with performance insights and you'll see like how to use the tool what what it looks like what kind of answers or questions you're you're look you're looking to
0: ask um, as a former
2: week. sre i very much appreciate this <laughs>
0: Can you talk a little bit about Elastic Clusters launched yeah. specifically too? I'm, I'm super curious. Like when people say, this is the thing I love about data. When somebody says petabytes of data, like my brain can't visualize that at all, you know, yeah. and it's like, and, and I know your team has been working on, you know, with Elastic Clusters, like. A, a way to do this performantly, the ability to like auto scale and all of that. Like, can you, how, how have you all done this <laughs> and what's yeah. it like with these large data sets?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I think it's really interesting. Um, I think let's just start, I, I would start with the, before this launch, you know, what was, what, where, where we were yeah. with document DB, we already, we could already store
2: 64
1: terabytes of data.
2: Um, Wait, what is sharing.
0: that? Did you say? tita
2: i was just about to ask tibabytes
0: so how big is that is that bigger than the peta uh t- one tibabyte big.
1: is about 1.1 terabytes um, i love that you
0: know this automatically <laughs> it's fantastic
1: uh small it's like 10 it, you know as um it's just that two to the power of something you, yeah. know you get that little yeah. bit of extra not exactly 10 not 10 to the power not ending in zeros so you get a little bit of extra space um i would say but you get so with DocumentDB, we do store 64 up to 64 terabytes of data, um, and we wow. support, I think, with, a, uh, with some of our internal testing, like you know, tens of thousands of writes per second. Wow! So it could already support that without any sharding
0: or any other type of technology. Um, but can you, you explain know, sharding for a second too? Because it's the first time I'm well, uh, I've heard of it before, but I want to hear you say it.
1: for sure. So sharding is a concept. That is pretty much enabling multiple instances simultaneously uh in in, that you can connect to. So to give you an analogy, you can imagine if you're storing documents, you go to you go to Staples or you know Office Max or Home Depot and you buy a filing cabinet. Um let's say you store more files, now you buy a bigger cabinet. At some point you go to Staples and hey, yo, give me a four-story high filing cabinet it's probably not safe to get on a four-story high ladder to access your files um more realistically what you're going to do is have multiple filing cabinets and that's kind of analogous yeah. to to sharding where you have multiple databases that store your data and you could access at the same time
0: got it yeah i just thinking of world of warcraft classic where we had multiple shards and so that people could log in and anyone listening right now that played it, it was the same kind of uh, thing where you have different instances of data that's replicated in order to scale out. So, yeah, uh, great. Yeah, so elastic clusters now, now that we've defined uh, sharding. Yeah, so
1: elastic clusters is pretty much based on the same concept. Um, we're taking the underlying tech that we had in uh, DocumentDB uh, instance-based clusters. Now we're using that as a building block to build elastic clusters, which means that you could store up to petabytes of data instead of you know the 64 uh, tibabyte. and you we can support over a million reads per second so Amazing. you know if you're playing World of Warcraft and you needed that sharding before to access the servers now you don't you know with one of these databases you can handle all of that in a single place
2: so if we take Love your it. file cabinet analogy okay. now like it's like separated into sections yeah so you could. Would that be accurate?
1: <laughs> yes, that would be accurate. That would be accurate. We, You take your your one giant cabinet and then um, like most sensible folks, you get multiple filing cabinets as about, in your office as yeah. opposed to one giant
2: one. Separate by topic or something. Yeah. <laughs> that is really cool. So now technically so, you could just with the CLI uh, scale it?
1: Yeah. Okay. So it starts at the beginning to, uh, this is a new type of cluster. So you'd have to spin this up from scratch because it is, there are some fundamental architectural differences. So what you could do with this um, is specify that your collection, specify that this is your collection and you would, once you specify, this is a, a elastic cluster collection, then you can shard uh, it out. I mean, scale out your, your data.
2: And so technically what is, did, did this stem from a customer request or was this from customer feedback? What caused uh, this feature now, I guess?
1: yeah um like i think most teams it's kind of funny like i'm gonna take a little bit of detour here at at amazon um this is one thing that i I think that struck out to me and this kind of goes back to working here and actually one of the reasons one of my favorite reasons why i like working here um there's this thing that's called leadership principles i thought that was just writing on a wall like not to say that other companies don't follow with their mantra but here it's real it's for real it is like literally for real and the first thing is customer obsessed. I'm like, yeah, sure. Which company isn't customer obsessed? Cause they weren't, they wouldn't be in this, they wouldn't be in business. Right. But literally like the, we have this process of building products and everyone is, even in conversations, everyone's like, what does the customer want? What does the customer want? What do they need? How do we solve their problems? So right. yes, to answer your co- well, you know, super long
0: winded. Yeah. I, I, we this, And this data right. to back it up too. It's like, I they <laughs> this is what this is what's super cool. You could be here 2 minutes and 20 years and if you have the data to back it up your opinion's the same. Yeah. 100%. It's like no, this is what this is what actually uh customers saying. Yeah. And I love that too. And by the way, as someone who's been being a developer while well, they called it evangelist for a while, now it's I get to be a cool advocate. Someone's been doing that over 15 years. There's no easier job than a team that's actually talked to a customer and figured out what the customer wants and did that versus saying this is cool tech. Let's make it. Dave will figure it out. Yeah, I like, mean, like, how people can use. It's so
1: true. I mean, the, getting it's kind of funny because some of the stuff they'll be like, oh yeah, you could support millions of writes per second, and that's cool. But you know, the more important thing is here is that you know it solves some of our customers' customers' you know need. So yeah, I, we did have customers that have been using our product. Since the beginning of time. Um, when was
0: that beginning of time? When was the product oh. first come out?
1: 2019.
0: Oh, oh so. wow. So, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, new. That's, but it is pre-COVID times. So that is the beginning of time. It's so a different time, timeline. Yeah. Different timeline. Yeah, I think
2: when I tried to do like MongoDB type integration, was like
0: 2016, 17. Wow. I picture an excited Linda in the Fox Tech Labs training on, on the cloud and looking at data then? I was just using Lambdas,
2: I think, like for the first time (laughs) or something.
0: Wow, that's awesome. It was all at the
2: same time concepts, so. That's awesome.
0: So how did you all build this? Um, Yeah, so we built a a part of,
1: you know, part of- And you don't have
0: to spill the beans if there's any secret sauce. I don't want to get anybody in trouble.
1: (laughs) Part of like, I think there's two parts of building this. Uh, Part of what Linda asked was, you know, working from the customer's requirements, Getting like the first part is getting the requirements. Yeah, uh, we have customers across many different industries. Uh, gaming is one of them, actually a quite a very a very big one. Oh uh, yeah,
0: real time Games was at the replay party. League of Legends. Ooh. I just imagine the amount of data in the in a massive game like that too. Not that they're using this. I'm not. I'm not saying that, but yeah. <laughs> it's immediately I start thinking of that like reading and writing and and how much is going on and be able to sync. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, uh, real time. Yeah, real time applications, uh, IoT, uh, those sort of things that require a lot of data in a short amount of uh, short time span. Those type of customers. We also have customers are now storing a lot of data. Like I'm talking, you know, they are planning next year for hundreds of, of, of terabytes of data needing.
0: There's that so, word again. I may need to put that into the glossary. Which, Terabyte. <laughs> Maybe terabyte. Yeah.
2: That is so cool. I'm looking it up right now too because I was like, I never. Yeah, never see if
0: there's it. an infographic, Linda, so where actually, we can actually show. So um,
2: according to Chat GPT, sorry, according to ChatGPT, and I don't know, it's not based on 2022 because um, I know it doesn't. No, it's
0: 2021. Their data goes 2021, up, so right? Research. So I don't
2: think it's inaccurate. It says there's no such thing as a titabyte, but it oh. doesn't like it doesn't have like a standard definition recognized by international system of units. But it's possible that it may have evolved in meaning it's with a large a amount of data. But I feel like we're using it. I feel like probably we re- redefined it as, and maybe it will be added, or it, this isn't accurate. So, sorry, totally off track.
0: <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's fine. It's we're GPT. all learning here. This is a, a developer podcast to learn.
2: I was like, will ChatGPT have a better answer? Although it's not trained on 2022. Well, through.
0: if the AI says it, you know, it's <laughs> gotta be. <laughs> it's right? true. I just, exactly.
2: Have you played with it yet, ben?
0: I, uh, I actually have. I
1: asked a few questions. Uh, unfortunately, it can't do my job for me yet, so I don't know. No. Pa-
0: partially I think it's be more, <laughs> more of a
2: virtual I assistant. More of a virtual it.
0: I had it writing poetry. So I'm like, I'm, I'm literally rhyming poetry. So it can do all that too. And some of it made me, uh gave me the feels.
2: Oh, I, so. I know why it didn't understand me. I also, um I think I called it, I I actually, AI did not correct my spelling. Um, So I totally did not actually search the right thing. So
0: That's not your fault. It's all good.
2: (laughs) So here's what AI did not know yet.
0: (laughs) It's a very large data set. And and so your customers are, you're you're talking about, they've got these super large data sets in scenarios like gaming and other things. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And they also like, so we took that and we're like, okay, well, here's what we got today. You know, how do we, help solve some of these uh, customer challenges. So what we did was and the way we went about is like, well, what if we could just stitch together existing instance based clusters, Uh, which is what we did, right? And that same similar concept of it's a similar concept of pretty much uh, sharding. So in fact, to create a sharded collection, you do use the Mongo compatible API's to create a sharded collection.
2: And so what's next, you feel, for DocumentDB? What's the next direction as far as uh, the team?
1: Next, um, yeah, I think what's next is to, I think the most important thing is continue to work off what customers tell us. They're going to probably use this. There'll be some customers that love it. There'll be some other customers like, well, not yet. Can you help me? Can you integrate this with XYZ feature? Or can you build the next thing? So I think that's what's next is, iterate, is a very iterative process. Usually with a big launch like this, it's going to be a lot of iterations in the next, I would say, a few months.
2: And I love how you kind of explained how we work with customers because it is very unique to AWS, like how much we take customer feedback and mm-hmm. iterate on that. So I'm super excited about this. As far as, by the way, just uh, sorry to backtrack, but I did I did incorrectly search the term before. So it is an official uh international system of units i think
0: i won't edit it out i'm going to keep it in real-time learning process
2: accurate (laughs) sorry it's
0: real-time learning process see we all learn (laughs) i would never be able to I did
2: not solve this part
0: where can developers uh if they want to find out more information i'll make sure i put all this into the show notes where can they find uh online yeah i mean if you go to our
1: our links our links with you know how to get started in our developer guide i think that's the first place there's like if you just even went on Google or any other search engine and you just searched Amazon Document DB Elastic Clusters, you'll find a lot of links. You know, because the search engine indexed these up, uh, you'll probably find the right links to first on the first page. So yeah. everything leads back to our developer docs. So go there and check it out. We're going to continue to release more content in the months to come, probably through blogs and other, st- and other workshop material.
0: So keep, keep your eyes peeled for that. I love the workshops.
2: Yeah, I was just about to ask that. Is there any workshops like like hands-on workshops for people who are not yeah. let's say uh doing it like under corporate?
1: Yeah, we're working on, we're working on those.
2: Amazing. I do feel like we should throw back also one quick question. I know this is out of order, but
0: There's no order, Linda. Pre,
2: I know, but pre, we talked about the differences of the role. I know this is like not about DocumentDB specifically, but just like product management roles at Mm -hmm. AWS titles. I don't know, Dave, if you want to bring that up, because I think people would be curious as to like Vin's role specifically a lot, a a bit more, about like what. We've got
0: all sorts of weird, interesting, we're very peculiar. And one of the things we have is there's a difference between a senior technical product manager and a senior product manager for tech. Mm -hmm. And there's kind of a different skill set. I love this, by the way. I love, as someone who spent their entire, well, actually, this isn't necessarily true. I did have a little bit of a stint for a few years as a manager. But for the rest of the time, I've been an independent, is it independent contributor? I see. Everyone just says, I see. Individual. I like to think of myself as independent. Independent, I'm just independently (laughs) contributing. I'm not part of that whole click politics thing going on Vin. i'm just independently contributing to the company mm-hmm. all right and i love that there's all these different kind of roles and the audience does love hearing about amazon too you know like what's it like to interview and work at amazon so it's a great point by linda it's can you kind of just talk a little bit about the differences in that career choice that you've made inside being a, a product manager
1: yeah <clears throat> so there is there's a i think it's actually technical Program, ma- uh, program management, and I am a I am a product manager technical. So one of them is a program, and one of them is product. So I think the distinction there, and I might you know maybe I'll get it wrong, but like in product,
0: huh, you're better really f-
1: than me, you <laughs> you really focus on the what and why, right? I think those right. those are the two questions. You know, what are we building, and why are we building it? And it all lends stems back to the customer. Program management, and this is what I kind of started my career with at uh, Microsoft as well, is pretty much you have a goal and you work towards that goal. Maybe it's achieving a million users uh, for for some product. So you might work with multiple product teams or across multiple programs or uh, even work with other, with marketing team or finance, there's many teams you can work with as long as you're achieving that goal. So I think that the program management aspect of it is, think of it as running a program and there's a goal you're trying to reach across.
0: So. Yeah. And
2: you were a computer science major. So how did that help you in your role?
0: Computer engineer.
2: A computer engineering major.
0: <laughs> even or, uh, even harder. Computer, hold on. He's I'm even talk, smarter. How
2: do we say this? You were a computer engineering major. How did that play into your role?
0: I think
1: the 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 one thing is it helping me be curious and asking the right questions. I wouldn't say it's the right questions. But if you're a curious person, you're asking questions. This just helped me that little bit. Honestly, I think anyone... Can get into can get can get into tech. You know, I think it's such an accessible career choice now, uh, and I love it. I start. I also started my you know my interest with video games. I play a lot of video games also in my spare time. Oh, what's so, your favorite
0: right now? I've been right. playing. Well, D- me- <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Go I've ahead. been playing Dota for ten years almost since oh, college. Oh wow! All right, so then uh, you know what I was talking about with League and everything. Yeah, yeah I play playing, playing like, competitively. No, competitively? I'm so bad. I'm so bad.
1: Really? I mean, so, bad. so I play Dota, and I, I think my favorite game is Diablo.
0: Oh yeah! Well, Diablo I, four you did you get in the beta? I didn't, but it's coming on the next okay. half year. But if if I yeah. if well, I you can now play- what I'm saying if you pre order they'll let you play the beta. So for those who aren't nerds and ge- geeking out with this, Dota is Defense of the Agents. Uh and it's you got a bunch of lanes and you're defending territory and it's very much like league and it's super amount of fun. And uh Blizzard, what was the name of the Blizzard game where they had a very comparative? They tried uh I forgot. It was not very popular. Yeah, I forgot to I know. (laughs) I played it with my kids. We played we played chargal, and my youngest was shooting people, and I was walking around with this two headed ogre, and it was super cool. And now I can't think of the name, but anyway, super fun. Uh, playing competitively, like and Diablo is an isometric art uh, action role-playing game that defined the genre. I mean, Ooh. who doesn't know Diablo? I played <laughs> all of them. I, my favorite Christmas time is when they re-release the Diablo 1 level in Diablo 3, and you can go back and you can get the Butcher Mini-Pep. So. Mm-hmm. I
2: have to say, I, I love mean, the gaming theme going on in this whole episode, whether it be document DB use cases. Or...
0: <laughs> Linda's, a, Linda's a closet gamer. She's almost ready to play World of Warcraft. So. You're inspiring
2: me. I, I, I need to get uh, better. I'm, I'm waiting for my uh, my kids to start playing with me. I, I do the Nintendo Switch uh
0: there's some great games on Switch. There
2: are. Don't read them all. My, my, my son is like really loving I it. should poll.
0: I bet you a lot of our audience has a Nintendo Switch or a Steam Deck, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. It
2: works. It's offline too, so you can use it on the plane. <laughs> key. Key right there with toddlers. Uh, Vin, I love uh, uh, your whole journey and what you're doing. Can, can you tell people where they could find you online?
1: Yeah, the best way to connect with me outside of video games is is my LinkedIn. So it's just vin-u V-I-N hyphen Y-U uh, You search me
0: there you'll probably find me.
2: Awesome. I'm going to make sure I'm connected to you and thank you so much for being with us. Dave, I'll throw it back to you for any final one. Wow, ones.
0: look at that. You're so courteous. No one's ever thrown <laughs> it back to me. <laughs> You know what, Emily, if you're listening the entire sign off time, you've never thrown it back to Dave. You know, (laughs) it takes Linda to come on and do that. And I I, I will just say we all love Emily here and get better soon, Emily. I super appreciate your time, sir. I love everything that your team is doing. And I just want you to have a great holiday and come back and let's build something awesome in 2023.
2: Yeah.
1: Thanks for having me. Looking forward to uh, speaking with you all again.
2: Awesome. I don't need
0: to. That'll make a beautiful outtake.